When there's a problem, the customer immediately goes back to uncertainty until the company proves we'll take care of you even when there's something that's wrong. And if, I hope you don't have a lot of problems, but if you have, you know, once in a while something pops up and you have to call the company, you will hear people saying, I love doing business with them because even when there's a problem, I know I can always count on them. Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Ballou. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six to seven figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Ballou. Boy, do we have an incredible guest lined up for you today. This man is a repeat guest. He was so good, we had to have him back. He's one of the world's top thought leaders in the area of customer engagement and customer service. He's written a brand new book, which we're going to get into and talk about today on the show. I am speaking, of course, of none other than the one, the only, the legendary Shep Hyken. Welcome to the show, Shep. Hey, it is great to be here. Thanks for having me back. Oh, it's a complete honor to have you on the show, my friend. So Shep, longtime listeners of the show know your backstory. They know who you are, but we've got a bunch of new listeners. And I'll, I want to tell you who our listener is. Our listener is someone I like to call a heart leader. It's a man or woman in business who leads from the heart. They care about their fellow man and woman, and they listen to this show because they want to be inspired, and they want to rebuild their belief that a good person with a good heart who wants to do good in the world can still win. And they listen to this show because our guests tend to be great heart leaders, like yourself, and they want to learn from you. But before they can open their hearts to you, they really need to know who you are. So tell us your backstory. How'd you get to be the great Shep Hyken? <laughs> well, I was born uh, way back when. At age 12, uh, I was doing magic tricks, and I got hired to do a magic show uh, for a birthday party. And, I mean, what, my whole career has been focused on customer service and experience. And I say career once I got out of college. But uh, prior to that, you know, who was shut? So I'm doing this party. It was on a Wednesday afternoon after school. My mom picks me up. I perform for 45 minutes. The parents give me $16 uh, to do this show. And I, it was like all the money in the world. Got home, having dinner with my family. Mom says, what are you going to do after dinner? That was a school night. So I thought the correct answer is what? Homework, right? That's mm -hmm. what everybody says, right? And she says, not until you write a thank you note to the people that just paid you all that money to do that show. And I go, oh, that is a great idea. And so that was my first lesson in customer service. And the second one came literally seconds later when my dad said, great idea, but let's take it to the next level. Call them next week, thank them again on the phone and then ask them, did you like the show? And then get specific, what tricks did you like? And after you do this for a while, you'll see the pattern of good tricks and ones they don't talk about. Get rid of the ones they don't talk about, replace it with ones they will. And little did I know, my parents were teaching me to show appreciation, to get feedback, to act on the feedback and improve the process, if you will. And those are my first lessons in customer service, not even knowing that that was called customer service or customer experience. 
we fast forward, I've now been working in nightclubs and hotels and uh, had regular jobs and I'm just getting out of college uh, working for this company thinking I'm gonna be here the rest of my life when about three or four months later they announced they're selling the company and I was gonna be phased out of my job. And so I thought, what am I gonna do now? Well, in less than a year out of college, I'd seen a couple of motivational speakers and I thought I can do that. And I would focus on what topic? Well, I went to the bookstore and all my interests resonated in that customer service world. And that's how it all started. And that was way back well, it was back in the 1980s. Let's just put it that way. Wow. So you can do the math. Yeah. I look much younger than I am uh, because bald guys. You started they, when you were three. Come on. Tell yeah, the truth. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know. I know. But bald guys don't age like regular people do with hair because you can't tell. Right. Then one day, like after like 20 years, we always look the same. And then one day, holy cow, he got old. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, my energy is there. I love to do what I do. I'm so passionate. I'm constantly reading and researching, coming up with new material. I mean, you know what? I write uh, at least minimum two articles a week, one for my newsletter and blog, and then the other one I write for Forbes every week for years. So hundreds and hundreds of articles. And I only get there because I constantly read and learn from others. And listen to podcasts like this. I love it, man. I love it. Well, listen, you've been on this show and you've uh, blessed me by being a guest on your show. I was really proud to do that. And I love your personal story. Shep, this is a topic that's near and dear to my heart. So a little over a year ago, I was sitting in a mastermind run by a fellow named Robin Sharma. I don't know if you know who Robin Sharma is. Oh, yeah, I know who that is. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was called, it's called the Titan Summit. He, he did the last one this year. So I went back to it again, in, actually in 2019, December. So in December 2018, I'm sitting in a room and I'd been in business with a partner. The last time you were on the show, that partner and I actually were co-hosts of the show. His name is Michael Palmer. Michael and I right. decided to go our separate ways. And when, when that happened, I, I felt a little lost. My vision was 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 mixed up with his. And, and I'd signed on in a big way to what he thought we should be doing. So when he finally decided to, to part ways with me, I felt like, what's really my vision? What's my authentic voice? I'm sitting in Robin's program and all of a sudden this phrase comes into my head, heart leader, heart leader. You need to create the heart leader movement. I'm thinking to myself, well, what the heck is a heart leader? I didn't know but I knew it was something important and I knew it was something that God wanted me to do in this world. And I knew it was about leading from the heart in some level. And what I've come to realize since the good Lord gave me this powerful phrase and said, you got to start a movement around this is that heart leadership is about being a thought leader who cares, a thought leader who gives a good gosh darn. I'm listening to you, Shep Hyken, tell your story. Your mom and dad were original heart leaders. They were telling you yeah. to show you cared about people. They were telling you to, to lead with your heart. Man, we're not only on the same show together, we're kind of like simpatico in terms of our worldview. We're brothers from another we're mother, kindred, as they say. Kindred spirits. Kindred, kindred spirits. spirits. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, if you think about it, I'm very, very lucky because even today, I'm up in front of people all the time. And by the way, I run a business now, and that business includes me speaking about customer service and experience. I have a training side of our business. I send trainers out that deliver my material, and we have online products, online suite of training programs. They're, they're phenomenal. But the point is, as I run a business, it's far different than being a magician at 12 years old. But get this, 
most of, I mean, I still think of myself as a professional speaker. That means I get up in front of people and perform just as I did at age 12. And I talk about getting rid of moments of misery in the customer experience uh, and creating moments of magic, which are positive experiences. I'm still talking about magic. And guess what? In a lot of my speeches, I might even do a trick or two, which means I'm still doing the same thing I did when I was 12. How many people go that long in life knowing that they want to be in front of people doing something nice? You know, it's a performance. It's the same thing, just it's business instead of, uh, you know, straight up entertainment. So uh, I have a friend of mine. He's in the car business. Uh, he actually buys and sells exotic cars. He's been loving cars since he was a teenager. And this has been his track. Now, a lot of people say, I want to be a lawyer. They go to school, they become a lawyer. They're doing what they wanted to do. There's a passion there. And when you have that, and this is a long way of saying, you know, it's in your heart, it's in your DNA, it's what you're all about. I love that, man. I love that. That's so true. You have to have a passion. It needs to be in your DNA. It needs to be what you're all about. And I also say, you also need to care about your fellow man and woman. And to me, what you do is about demonstrating that you care about your fellow man and woman. Yes, it makes good business yep, sense. Yep, over and over again. That's what customer service and experience is. Yeah, we want to take care of others. Take care of others. Yes, it makes good business sense. Yes, you're going to do things that'll, that'll make your enterprise stronger and make more money and all that good stuff. But at the end of the day, one of my mentors, one of my guests on the show, and Shep, I highly recommend you listen to that episode on my show, number 181. He's been a repeat guest as well, but that's the latest one. His name's Mark Von Muser. And you know what Mark says? Mark says, it's not a numbers game. It's a human game. It's a people game. And when he yep. first said that, that rattled around in the recesses of my soul, you know, because I thought to myself in preparing for this call, Shep Hyken, heart leader, Shep Hyken, customer experience guru, thought leader, Shep Hyken, a man who genuinely cares. I remember both the other interviews I did with you when you were on my show, when I was on yours. How much you care about your fellow man and woman just exudes from every pore you've got. You couldn't do anything other than what you do. It's what you were uh, born to do, my man. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Again, very lucky. And, you know, in this type of business, when you're focused on creating that great experience, you're thinking to yourself, I want to do this for my customer. You're doing it for people. And I've always talked about never make them feel like they're an account or a, a customer number, they're a human being. Mm. And when you make that connection, I once interviewed the gentleman, oh, what's the name of his company? Uh, oh, Edible Lights, incredible. Uh, anyway, it's the, instead of getting a bouquet of flowers, you get a bouquet of fruit, okay? I love Great it. company, uh, franchise. I, and he said, Shep, I learned a long time. He was in a, he had a flower shop before he had, you know, did the fruit. And he said, you know, I learned a long time ago when I had my shop, that if you chase the sale, sometimes you get it, you chase the customer, well, that's a totally different deal. You're talking human to human at that point, and you get the sale and you'll get more sales because of that connection. It's so true. It's so- Edible arrangements. So, Edible arrangements. Oh yeah, sure, sure, yep. I've heard of that yep. company. Mm -hmm. So it's so true what you're saying though. You chase the customer, you, 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 you know, it's a whole different thing and they will keep coming back to you. I'll give you a little example, right? Because ever since you and I met, I, I've actually made it my business to 
to have my organization, as small as it is, really focus on wow-level customer experiences for people. So we do these events. We do them four times a year. We just did one last week in Toronto. And they tend to be very, very high-end, very kind of high-touch type events, right? People pay a good buck to be a part of them. When people come in the room... Mm -hmm. At their table, there's notebooks laid out, plus there's a gift of a book. And it's not just any book. It tends to be a book written by a thought leader. Or if we've got like a speaker coming in and they've written a book, we have them bring their book. We'll purchase the book from them. We'll give everybody a copy of the book. Over a three-day period, people get somewhere between 15 and 25 books from us. Substantial books, real books, right? Books that help them learn. We pay for lunch. We pay for breakfast. And these aren't like modest meals. These are fantastic high-level meals made with the best ingredients, really amazing stuff like, you know, salmon and, and, and Mediterranean chicken and things like that. And everything we talk about from stage is honoring the customer. It's so important to me that everyone who comes into our space, whether or not they choose to do business with us going forward, feels like they were loved, they were taken care of, they were valued. And I want to say a big part of why I put so much emphasis on that is because I got to meet you and interview you. So thank you for that. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. So talk about your new book, my friend. Sure, the new book. I'm excited. And, and actually, it's a revised and updated edition of a book from 12 years ago, 11 years ago. Okay. Uh, all new stuff. Am I getting an autographed facts. copy, my friend? When I get copies, you'll get a copy. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I only thing I have at this point are the uh, – um, uh, the ebooks. And uh, by the way, if anybody wants to buy this book and they go to Cult of the Customer, that's the name of the book, Cult of the Customer, cultofthecustomer.com, uh, you can order the book through the website. Uh, if you're in the U.S., there is no shipping. There is international shipping if you're not. But uh, there is uh, what I'll do is uh, when the book comes out, you'll receive it probably from one of the like uh, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, CEO Read, whatever. But you will have immediate access to the ebook, which gives you the opportunity to start reading right away. So you don't have to wait until March for the book to come out. But anyway, the book cult of the customer, create an amazing customer experience that turns satisfied customers into customer evangelists with the idea that, that boy, you know, if we get a customer, keep the customer, make them happy, they'll want to come back again and again, they'll spend more, they'll hopefully become loyal, and they'll hopefully talk about us positively to their friends, their neighbors, their acquaintances, their colleagues at work, their family members, depending upon what they do. So that's the gist of the book. What I did is years ago, identified five cults or phases that customers go through when they do business with a company. But before I get into those, I want to talk about that word cult because cult's a scary word. Can be. Yep, it can be. So here is the idea. I wanted to call it the customer focus. Wiley, my publisher at the time, now it's being published by Sound Wisdom, Wiley said, we want you to call it the cult of the customer. I was afraid of that word, and then I did a little research. And do you do you remember the Af, or maybe you've seen it before, the Aflac commercial? Do you know sure. what it is, the little duck, Aflac? Yeah. 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 So here's the thing about that commercial. A lot of people don't like that commercial, but guess what? Remember Everybody it. remembers that Everybody, commercial. Everybody, yeah. Right? They re it's, it's like almost obnoxious, and that was fine. When, when it was created, the goal was we're going to have some people love it, some people will hate it and some people won't care, but they'll all remember. And 
that word cult is kind of the same thing. If you're walking into a bookstore and you see the word cult in the middle of a business book section, you're going to go, what's that about? And you pull it out. Reality is cult is not a, a scary word or a bad word. Cult is affiliated with some pretty crazy things. But if you look at the definition of the cult, one of them has to do with some fanatical type cult-like, you know, religious zealot, whatever you want to call it. But there's other definitions that just say it's a group of people that have a similar interest or a common goal, and they're heading toward it. If on Sunday morning I ride my bike with a group of people, like religiously, meaning I do it like clockwork every Sunday at 8 a.m., I'm there, that in effect is kind of like a cult. It is a cult. If I meet people for Thursday morning coffee at 7 a.m., same place, same time every week, and you see the same group of people over there, that's a cult-like experience. We're all interested in the same thing, going to the same place, heading the right direction. So cult also plays into the word culture, and I kind of like that as well. And I believe that customer experience and service is part of a culture, not just a front line or a department. So that's where it starts. These five phases, if you like, I can take them through you one at a time. I'll go through them quick and then break them down for you. It's up yeah, to you. Yeah, please, man. That's that's why we have you on the show, man. You got to share your thought leadership awesome. as well as your heart leadership with us. Well, thank you. So uh, five cults, five phases, and they are uncertainty, alignment, experience, ownership, and amazement, the cult of amazement. Every customer starts out in uncertainty because even if they've heard this is an amazing company, I'm looking forward to doing business with them, they're not sure till they get there. Once they get there, once they start doing business, and it could be B2B, B2C makes no difference. They start to get into alignment with what the company's about. Maybe there's a mission statement that they like. Maybe there's a tagline that resonates with them. Uh, maybe you know it, it, they they're talking to a salesperson who's making promises, and and the customer's going, you know what? I get this. I get this. I kind of like it. Now they're going to move from there into experience. And by the way, these three happen hopefully very quickly. You want to get somebody out of uncertainty as quickly as possible. Get them into what you're about, and hopefully they'll start to experience it quickly. And if they're confident, it's going to happen again. Sometimes they love the company so much, they're confident and they're, they're, they don't even need to do business more than once to know this is the way this company operates. But sometimes it's two, three, four experiences before you move out of experience and into ownership. So it's actually, you're, you're always in experience, but it's now an owned experience. I know it's going to happen. It's predictable. It's consistent, I think is a good word. Once you're there and that experience that is owned is always above average. And that's what I call a moment of magic, by the way, anything above average, when you're creating these continuous above average experiences. And by the way, they don't have to be a lot above average. They don't have to be over the top. They can be just tiny percentage above average. Matter of fact, uh, Jan Carson, uh, not Jan Carson, uh, Horst Schultz, the first president and co-founder of the Ritz-Carlton chain said, if you want to be one of the finest hotels in the world, like we are at Ritz-Carlton, on a scale of one to five, three is average, right? Just be 10% better than average. And if you're consistently and predictably, you know, always above average, people are going to say, wow, they're always friendly, always nice, always responsive. They always call back quickly. They're always knowledgeable. That word always followed by something good. That's when you are in the amazement level because you're moving from ownership to amazement when people say things like that. You know, I can always count on them. By the way, when there's a problem, 
the customer immediately goes back to uncertainty until the company proves we'll take care of you even when there's something that's wrong. And if, I hope you don't have a lot of problems, but if you have, you know, once in a while something pops up and you have to call the company, you will hear people saying, I love doing business with them because even when there's a problem, I know I can always count on them. There, there, there's that word always again, followed by something positive. So those are your five cults or phases. Now, ironically, employees who come to work for a company go through all five of those phases as well. Really? Tell me more about that. So you have an outside customer and you have an internal customer. And the internal customer is somebody that you uh, hopefully take care of. You you give them what they need so that they can do their your job. Anybody that at any time is dependent upon you for anything is your internal customer. But if you think about when, when an employee comes to work, it's like, am I going to like this job? Well, there's uncertainty. I kind of know what they're about. I'm getting it now. Day one was pretty good. Okay. Now I'm moving into that alignment phase. Now I've been there for a few days. I'm experiencing what it's like to work here. And you know what? After a short period of time, I'm very comfortable. I now own it. And if it's a positive experience at work, I'm in that cult of amazement as an internal customer. That's pretty cool. I never thought of it that way, but it makes perfect sense, right? Yeah, yeah. Awesomeness. Okay, so you've got the book going on. The book's a great book, and you're making a big difference for people in terms of what you're doing for people. So what do you intend this book make possible for the kinds of people you're looking to serve? Well, definitely. I think it's appropriate for virtually every body in a company. Sometimes I write a book that's focused more on leadership. My Amazement Revolution, for example, while I feel that was a great book for every employee, I think managers and leaders probably get more out of it, even though there's some great content in there for everyone. My last book, The Convenience Revolution, that's definitely a thought leadership type of book, and therefore leaders and people that run organizations read this and they go, okay. And I've had clients say, oh, wow, great book. I actually need my entire company to understand the way you think. We need to be easier to do business with. This book is the same. It's for everyone. But what's a little different about this book is in the back are exercises, worksheets. These are the same tools that we use for our, our trainers to go out and deliver my training program. So if you hired us for a full day of training or multiple days, you would see these exercises in those training programs. So this is a book to be used, not just read. I love it, man. I love it. I think that's absolutely fantastic. You know what, brother? Crazy idea here. I run a group for a bunch of thought leaders and heart leaders. We have a, an event once every three months. We get great thought leaders like you sometimes to join us over Zoom video and um, I buy a number of their new books, and then they kind of share their wisdom with a group of thought leaders. They aren't normally like your clients. None of these guys are going to be able to hire you to do any training. But if you would honor us by sharing some of your wisdom, I think these folks would love it. It could inspire a lot of people to do a lot of good work over there. And uh, I'd be honored to buy some of your books and get you to sign them for these folks. What do you think? I would love and be honored to do so. Um, by the way, if I said no, then you wouldn't know I was a heart leader. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, I would love to do that. I'd be honored to do so. 
Awesome. Well, okay, great. Thank well, you. You're, you're, you're more than welcome, my friend. Thank you. We would be honored to have you on. So uh, here's a cool thing. At that, that, that event's happening in April. We just got the um, head of BNI Canada to agree to speak, but we found out that Dr. Ivan Meisner, the founder of BNI, might be in Toronto yeah. on the same days. And he's done a Zoom talk for us before. If he's going to be in the city, though, I'll invite him to come to the hotel. Heck, I'll send a little hey, to pick yeah, him up. Yeah, let's have lunch and hang out with Ivan. <laughs> right on, right? That'd be pretty cool. He's been a guest on the show, too. I, Ivan really gets this stuff as well. So, I mean, you, you'd be sharing uh, the virtual stage with some pretty cool folks. So, awesomeness. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, so folks can pick up a copy of your book through all the usual culprits like Amazon and Barnes & Noble and all those kinds of folks? Yeah, of course you can. And again, if you order it through cultofthecustomer.com and it's pre-pub date, you get the ebook immediately because I want you to start reading it right away. Okay. And either way, here's an extra gift. If you get it, you go to cultofthecustomer.com, you click on a little icon that says claim your gift here. And I have a course called Five Ways to Create Customer Amazement. And it's five pretty simple common sense ideas that unfortunately aren't always so common. And you get workbooks, everything with it. And that's a course we normally charge for, uh, $49. It's part of our online suite of courses. It's yours at no charge because it's our gift for you getting into my world. And I appreciate it. Thank you so much. God bless you, man. That's awesome. I'd love that. I'd love to, I'd love to go through that course myself, have have my sweet better half who works with me, Teresa, go through the course. She's the one who creates all our, our wow type and amazement type experiences. I think she'd love this. She'd be all into the stuff. And this is absolutely oh, yeah. amazing, man. Shep, I've really enjoyed this, man. And I, I, I think we, we, we ought to do these more often than once every two years. So I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll make sure that we, we find ways to continue to, uh, to stay in touch with uh, one another. And as I develop this heart leader content uh, more deeply, I'd love to come to you, see if it might make sense for me to come back on your show and share some of the stuff. I mean, I think it's important. You know, anybody that is in the customer service world specifically, they've got to care about people. They've got to be passionate and you've got to, got to have a heart for it and, and a desire to take care of others. You know, it's like there's some people that all they do is listen to people complain, complain, complain. And what they love about it is at the end of the conversation, the customer who started out complaining says, thank you. I'm so glad that I called and I got you on the phone or whatever. And that's what, that's what drives these people. They love hearing the, the problems and then they love solving the problems. And that, that, all because it's it's what they're about. It's in their heart, so to speak. And uh, I'd love to have you on there. So good. thanks for having me on the show. Hey, man, not only any time, let's do it a lot more often. You got good things to say, and I enjoy talking to you, and you're my kind of guy. And I think you're the fellow who introduced me to Jason Selk, right? Um, yeah, Jason's an awesome dude. Yeah, he came on the show. He was great. I should have him back on too, man. That guy's fantastic. Yeah. Um, He's fantastic. He's intense. He is relentless, hence relentless solution focused or whatever it is uh, that he's got. It's the RSF. Yeah, Everybody, right. if they don't know about it, go back and listen to that episode of yours because it is amazing. Uh, Jason's been a friend of mine for years. And, and I, every time I see myself, gosh, I'm in a bind, what should I do? I just think, what is the smallest thing that I could do that would make it better? That's relentlessly being solution focused. And even if it's a small thing, it's better than nothing. 
No, man, that's so true. Yeah, he was great. I should have him back on too. I uh, recently became friends with uh, baseball great Reggie Sanders. You know Reggie Sanders? Oh, I don't. I, I don't know him. You know, how can you not know if you, you, know you don't is, follow right? baseball? You, yeah, yeah. You know, he's he 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 works for the Kansas City uh, Royals organization now, right? I'm, I'm going to have Reggie on the show actually because I think you know speaking of World Series champions, only going to be fun for me. <laughs> Right, right, right. And so, uh, and you're up there in Canada. You should be a huge hockey fan on top of it. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, my my my, my youngest son who just uh, walked in while we were doing this interview. He's a hockey goalie. Uh, he's absolutely amazing. We go see him play. Um, he, he's phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal kid. We're, we're a big hockey family over here, but well, good. Yeah. He's a goalie. He's crazy. Yeah. He is. No, I'm he's just a, kidding. He's a puck stopper, man. He's just good at it. He's, yeah. he's crazy good at it. I mean, he, this, this kid's got the skill to go to the NHL if he wants to do it. He's cool. That good. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah. Well, I hope, great. The, you know, hope he wins a lot of games. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But the reason I mentioned Reggie Sanders is when I was speaking to Reggie, um, a big part of this man's personal philosophy is, is caring and giving back. He's got a foundation. He does all kinds of stuff for people. So he's truly a heart leader. And, and Jason Selk did a lot of work with, uh, I think he mentioned the St. Louis Cardinals organizations back in the day, right? Right. Um, he did. He, Mm -hmm. so in my conversations with Reggie, I was saying, Reggie, you know, you ought to do some work with some top-level athletes that have never won a big championship, right? Because you've won World Series rank. And you can talk about what is it, what's the missing aspects of their mindset that if they really focused on them would help them get to the next level. Kind of like Kobe, the late Kobe Bryant's Mamba mentality and all that good stuff. And to, to have that, though, and be successful at it, you still need to lead from the heart. You still need to be a heart leader. It can't just be all about yourself. It's always got to be a purpose above self. And Shep Hyken, you do that so well. It's just a real honor to have you on the show for that reason alone, my friend. Well, thank you again for having me and truly appreciate it. Really oh, do. My pleasure. My pleasure. So we like to end off every show by asking you as our guest expert to share with our listener your top three expert action steps, your best three pieces of advice for people to take on and make their lives, make their businesses better. What do you say? Uh, aside from buying the book, Cult of the Customer. Well, that goes without <laughs> just, saying. Just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, you know, wow. The three things that I think, uh, and by the way, you know, I'm thinking business, but I think it's much more than that. I think that if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. And that doesn't mean you're going to love your job 100%, but if there's an aspect of the job that you do love, you're in a very, very good spot. And if you happen to be have a chosen career, one that you chose for yourself and didn't find yourself you know, falling into it by luck or by accident, uh, I think that's, that's a true blessing as well. So I would say uh, love what you do because as soon as you can find the love and what you do, you'll find the purpose and the joy of doing it. So that's number one. Uh, number two, when I was a kid, um, say kid, college kid, I, I worked in nightclubs doing my magic shows and I, I needed, you know, I wasn't, I was a good kid. I always thought I did the right thing. I had a couple of older gentlemen they were about 20 years older than I was. They owned a couple of the clubs that I worked in. We became very, very close friends and they were like my big brothers and they gave me incredible advice. Two things happened. And the first is uh, I said, why are you helping me so much? And I'm gonna tell you the second part of their answer because I wanna save the first part of their answer for my number three. And the second part was when we were younger, 
we had help. We had coaches and mentors just like, you know, we become friends and we're kind of giving you advice. Do it for others. I've never forgotten that. I've tried to pay it forward 10 times, 100 times, okay? I love helping others. The other thing they said was, the one, another reason we do this is, Shep, we love you. You're like our, you know, our brother. How many people use that word love? And I've never mentioned this on any show, anytime, anywhere, but I will tell you this right now. If you, you know, if you can find the love for others and you're able to communicate that to them, especially your kids, especially your kids. I know parents that, uh, especially dads that are uncomfortable using the word love to their kids. You know, I'll never forget my dad, by the way, died very young age. And, you know, we had an interesting relationship, but we had a relationship. But I remember the day that my dad said, son, it's time for you to stop kissing me. Hello. It's time for you to shake hands like a man. And I'll not forget that 10, 15 years later, we were having a chat about and we were really intimate chat. And he said, I I told him, I said, dad, do you remember the day that you told me that? He goes, one of the biggest mistakes I ever made. Isn't that cool? I mean, Think about that. You can't use that word love, express the love, express the appreciation. This is part of what you're about. And by the way, because of what you're doing today on this little interview of ours, that's what I'm thinking about right now. So I always love my kids. I I saw my son, he's 30 years old. I saw him yesterday. I was in Nashville doing a speech and, and we hugged each other. And he said, love you, dad. I go, love you too, Brian. And sometimes it's me saying it first, but I always tell my kids, my daughters, my son, my wife, every day, there's not a day that goes by I don't say to my wife, I love you. And it's true. You have to do that. You got to feel it and, and feel comfortable doing it. You gave me goosebumps, man, with that. And you brought tears <laughs> to my eyes. I'm serious. It's so true. And, uh, you know, my son walked in here and I was shushing him saying, son, be quiet. I'm doing an interview. Now when I'm done, I'm going to give him a hug and tell him how much I love him. And I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was, you know, I've been very affected by Kobe Bryant's passing. I don't know why. Sad. I, it is sad. It hits everybody hard. God, it, it has. You know? I, I, I picked up a copy of his book before he passed, The Mama Mentality, and I'm going, I'm going to actually read it. I bought it for my sons, but I'm going to read it myself right now. But I read today that when they found his body in the helicopter, he was hugging his daughter. That was the last thing oh. that man did here on this earth. You know, he, he, he was expressing his love for his daughter, uh, knowing that they weren't going to make it, <laughs> right? Um, wow. Wow. Yeah. I know it's a heavy All right, way. we're ending on a pretty heavy note I here. I know we did. I know we did. <laughs> but, but I'll but tell you. But it's a good note. It's a good note. It's the truth. It's the truth. Anyways, Shep, so thanks for being on the show. Listener, Shep Hyken, the real deal. Pick up a copy of his book. Go to thecalltothecustomer.com so you can get the free ebook version of it right away as soon as you order the book. And if you're listening to Shep, you can feel this man's heart. You can tell he's a real thought leader and that he really cares. And you're probably asking yourself, can I bring my heart out and show the world how much I care? Can I wrap that around my expertise and make the difference I was born to make? The answer is yes. And here's how you do it. You go to our website, ecircleacademy.com, and you click on the button right in the middle of the page that says, watch free masterclass. It's a masterclass of about almost an hour where there's going to be all kinds of great tips and secrets on how you can reveal your heart 
expound on your expertise and make the difference you were born to make. It's going to help you put together a blueprint. It's absolutely free. There's no obligation. Just go in there, watch this thing, take really good notes and build that blueprint for yourself so that you can make 2020 the greatest, most impactful, fulfilling year of your life. Do that today. Don't hesitate. And make sure you pick up not just one copy of Shep's book, but five copies, 10 copies. Give it to your friends. Give it to your family members. Give it to your customers. Let them know you're doing this because you care about them. Shep Hyken, my man, thank you so much for being on the show, brother. Well, thank you for having me. You're awesome. Really appreciate it. Oh, God bless, man. And that wraps up another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. To find out more about today's amazing guest, the one and only Shep Hyken, go to thethoughtleaderrevolution.com. In the show notes, there'll be all the information you need. And to go do that free masterclass, go to ecircleacademy.com and make sure you got a notebook, a pen, and you take really good notes. Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.